Hello. Hello. We're back. Oh. We're back. Look at you with all your beverages. Ah, you're going to have the Starbucks cup in the shot, huh? Are they a sponsor? I have exciting news for the Between the Ears podcast community. We are now sponsored <laughs> by Starbucks. In fact, Decaf. I want to get sponsored by Starbucks just so I can drop the sponsorship on purpose. Okay. Support your local roaster. We don't have any local roasters. Not yet. No. Um, so we took a week off. We were in the Netherlands. I think it's probably cool to address why we were there, but that's yeah. not going to be the um, purpose of the episode. This is not a day in the life of Bill and Kay or the personal diary as they say over in the Europe. Who would be interested in that? <laughs> yeah, not, not many. That anyway, um, so we were over in the Netherlands. I'm going to give you two minutes to say why we were there and why we did not record a podcast while we were over there. We were there to do some work with StrongFit. Um, we are launching in January um, a program that is going to help affiliates who are looking to evolve um, and we're combining our expertise of running an affiliate and doing that over the past few years um, with obviously Julian and their team and their expertise. We did not record, so we recorded a podcast to kind of launch that. We didn't record because... Their podcast. We were on their, their podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think bringing all this over there wasn't really going to work and... It also was sort of a, I think for us, sometimes pausing is good as we've done in the past and yeah. focusing on what we're doing and not just trying to do everything at once. Yeah, for sure. Good. I think that was under two minutes. So that that's exciting and we're looking forward to that. And obviously we're advocates and proponents of you know, strong fit and have spoken on it, right. spoken about it on here before and it, it it really falls in line with a lot of between the ears as well. It explains sometimes it explains some of the why it works um, that I just didn't know before. Yeah. I just knew it worked. You mean the the sort of science of the body behind yeah. why between the ears is so powerful? Yeah, but. yeah, and what's what's kind of happening. Yeah. So, um, and you recorded a podcast, and with I recorded them. a podcast with them as well to actually talk mostly about between the ears and what in my journey which was you know vulnerable and open and you know fuck it i'm not gonna i have nothing really to hide um so that was that was very cool i'm excited for that um yeah so we're back here now and what are we going to talk about today we said we were going to talk about this the um the notion of should yeah um which that word is i know it's kind of like become a bad word i catch myself now with a lot of awareness as much because i say it a lot I how, should how have, do you use it um yeah i mean pretty much in a lot of different areas i suppose in my life but just as a like i fell short I should have uh -huh. done this, and I didn't. Yeah. What's cool about this, just generally speaking, some of the work 
now that we're doing with strong fit as well looks at some of the should stuff mm-hmm. from a like human like what what's happening almost like what's happening in the body that can um contribute to you having those doubts and saying shit a lot and then what that gap does to your stress level and yeah kind of that it's not just you know i think that's what's really i think what one of the things that really drew us to a lot of the strong fit principles was it solidified and it it talked about the actual science that it is a physical there's a physical component to this stuff that it's not just us making stuff up that's like about feelings mm-hmm. and that's kind of i think what the personal development space kind of gets a, a reputation for but when you look at what's actually happening in the body that you know body to brain and brain to body that contributes to how people feel like that's what i think is really interesting yeah and that's why the movement piece is so huge but just like anything else there needs to be guidance right and at a minimum uh curiosity with what's possible as well even though you might not know exactly what's possible but like i guess what i'm trying to say is you got to kind of cut the cord a little bit from what you've been tethered to thinking has been the way or just business as usual to really make some, some growth. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I guess I think it's interesting that we've, you know, run up against a little bit of resistance or I imagine there is resistance when you start to apply these things to like the fitness world, because it's like, well, it's just, it's just my workout. Like, don't like, I don't want to get into all this stuff and feelings. It's just my workout. But what I find funny as it relates to the should topic is like, 90% 90% of CrossFitters when they finish a workout have some sort of, if you, if they had to like take a test, it's like, I should have done more. Yeah. So it's like, so it's not just about the workout though. So you're saying it's no. just about the workout, but there's clearly this other piece that you're connecting to like emotions and your identity and your feelings. That's not just about how many times did you contract your hamstring? Right. You know what I feel like it's like when you said that it's just about the workout, you know, those pill boxes With that the have days like, of the week. yeah. So instead of having it be, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, it's like physical, mental, intellectual, spiritual, emotional, Mm -hmm. professional, social. It's like all these nice buckets. And it's like, it's not, it's it's not like that. Compartmentalizing is a dangerous game to play. Mm -hmm. And when we're looking at developing ourselves from within, using movement, using fitness, using community, it's it's not as just like oh, I'm just gonna do my kettlebell swings today. Right. It's like, right. Nah. I mean, and if that's if that's literally all it is for you, then okay. Um, you know, I would suggest you're you're missing out on a lot. And so yeah, so a lot of people finish a workout, and it's like you were always better, you were more fit in your in your memory mm-hmm. than you were yeah. in 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 reality, and so often should gets used. I see yeah. it all the time. In every between ears event as well, at some point during the during the night, mm-hmm. oh, I shouldn't have done this. I should have done that. And it's like, well, if we were to, and I just kind of sometimes recount what what we've done to to that point. And it's like, so you understand rationally that you've been up for you know twenty hours, and you've mm-hmm. been you're in the middle of the night. You have no idea where you are. You're and, you know, you f- you fell short of a task, 
but now you're beating yourself up over it. Like, what's that all about? Right. Can you see where, do you think you're Superman? No. Or Superwoman? No. Okay. Do you see where you might be tired and fatigued and stressed out? Yes. Okay. So do you think that that could lend itself to maybe like not complete fast? Yes. Mm -hmm. So then what is it? Well, I feel, and it's like, right, you feel. So now it's like, we're, we're looking at the emotional piece. It's not just the, you know, the rational piece and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so do you think should comes down to like that idea of like self confidence or. So I think, so, okay. So I put up a little graphic, a little mm -hmm. art, one of my little painted things mm -hmm. a couple months ago. Uh, we talked about this at immersion for the first time that if you take shame and could, mm -hmm. and you put them together, you get shame should. Sorry. What? Hold on a second. Shod? Shame plus could equals should. And so I think if we look at the components of it and look, that's, is that a, you know, scientific definition? No, but I think it, I think it speaks to the balance between internal and external, rational and emotional very, very well. The shame element is obviously an internal thing. That's a feeling. It's an emotion. That is something that you're labeling yourself and you're, and you're diminishing who you are and attributing it and, and, and labeling it as shame. Okay. Different thing. Guilt. Brene Brown talks about that. Read her stuff. It's great. Could is a physical thing. Mm -hmm. Potential that's not being realized. Um, opportunity perhaps uh you know it, it's very much something that like is an action that can be taken and that is within the realm of possibility for you to execute so when those when when there's shame personal shame mm -hmm. feeling like you're unworthy mm -hmm. of yourself in connection with a physical action that you didn't do or do enough of or whatever, that's then where we see should pop up. So if we look at like a CrossFitter, the workout is 15 minutes of pull-ups, push-ups, and air squats, and they want to do around a minute. And they're a good athlete. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you could do that. That's It's not like you're saying, I want to do two rounds a minute. It's like, you cannot do that. So now you're just delusion. Mm -hmm. One round a minute. You could do that. It's within the realm of possibility, but you didn't. Mm -hmm. You didn't. And now because of that, you're like, I am less than, and I'm really ashamed of my poor performance. Okay. And you're associating that out, that outcome with who you are as a human being. And then it's like, how did it go? You're like, well, I got, 14 rounds but i should have gotten 15 mm -hmm. and it's like well what you're telling me is that you can't accept who you are because you didn't get 15 rounds mm -hmm. and so there's a high degree of shame in there and i think when we look at how we're using that word in the fitness space it makes a lot of sense but then when we pull outside of it and it's like well i should have gotten a promotion sure. i should have done this done that Okay, so then it speaks to like the metrics. So if there's a, I should have 10 clients or whatever. 
Like, what's the metric there? Should because what are the things you're looking at that lead you to believe that that's the case? So, like, if an athlete, for using that example, well, you know, take Cindy, for example, I should get that because I'm really good at butterfly pull-ups, my conditioning is good, you know. Right, but what's funny about that is you could get that because you're good at butterfly mm-hmm. pull-ups, because your conditioning is good. Mm-hmm. But that's just a possibility. Mm-hmm. When you add, when you say you should, there's this internal piece. Right, you were somehow less than. Right, but even if you say it beforehand, like, oh, I should be able to do that. It's like, if you were to reword that and say, I can do that. Mm-hmm. That's much different. That That's like kind of objective. It's not really like whatever. So it's like, oh, I should be able to. It's like when we say should, there is a pressure that is that is present there. Right. And there's a spotlight on. There's something emotional and something internal that you're attaching to some sort of outcome, mm-hmm. some sort of result. Right. And it's very much contingent upon that versus it being an expression of something. Like, hey, I can do 15 rounds of Cindy in 15 minutes. Right. So I think the physical stuff, while it's easy to use as an example, is probably less, I mean, yeah, maybe with some people, but less like impactful in their life. So if you take an example that's a little bit more impactful, like, so say the client example. So say I am trying to get clients, like mm-hmm. personal training clients, and I say, like, yeah. I feel like I'm failing because I should have 10 clients. I have two clients. I should have that. So now that gap is adding like a ton of stress. That's the problem. That's what we're seeing yeah. with the issues. And so why should I? So like I could have it like, okay, I'm a really good trainer. I'm knowledgeable. I'm putting out these things, whatever, all yeah. those things. I could, I could have those. Should means I am falling short. I'm, I'm not living up to myself perceived ability there's there's a gap there and so then there's a stress now that becomes a significant stress for people closing that gap yeah and when yeah for sure and i think when you when you say things like you should there's a there's like a bonding you're you're bound to something you're Mm -hmm. bound to something else versus if you're like hey i can get 10 personal training clients and i'm going to work towards doing that you know, by using my talents and my gifts right. and doing this and doing that, you know, that's, that's different than I should have, because let's be honest, it's never going to be enough anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, then once you get 10 clients, it's like, well, I should have 15. You know, I should lose, I should lose a few pounds. It's like, you lose a few pounds. I should lose more. Well, I mm-hmm. should do this. I should do that. And you know, a lot of it's like, well, why the fuck aren't you? Mm-hmm. And so I, and we hear that quite a bit well I I should really I should really clean up my diet well then why aren't you why you don't like you know you don't like the taste of cookies or you you know so it's one of those things like there's this pressure element but there's also this um you're like bound to this this less than element Mm -hmm. and if we clean up our language a little bit and I think that's one of the the biggest things that uh you know or one of my things I'm most interested in too is like because mindset is a mode of self-communication we do need to address the the language element of it and being aware 
of what we're saying. Right. So if you're always saying that, I should this, I should that, you're just living in a perpetual state of like not enough. Without a doubt. Right. And it's Which like there's, and it takes a toll. And it's either you might have the potential also, and you could have executed 15 rounds of Cindy. You could have executed, mm-hmm. you could have acquired 10 clients. You could have whatever, gotten a promotion. Like that's entirely within the realm. But it didn't happen. Right. And it's like, can you accept the reality and then move forward with trying to work on what you want to work on to achieve what you want to achieve? And, you know, but I think that's something that when we look at how often we're saying should and in what areas, it's not like we're saying should in like throwaway items. It's usually important stuff. Right. I should drink less alcohol. I should... Go to the gym more. Yeah, well, I should. It's things that really do would have an impact. Otherwise, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have some expectation of them. Right. Like, I should take out the garbage. I mean, you either take the garbage out or you don't, because there's not that emotional yeah, attachment and, to it. No. So and, of course, when people start getting into that, it's with things that actually matter. And then to your point, I mean, I kind of like that. Like, you know, it you do or you don't do it. Like, do or don't, or decide which one. Like, either decide that, like, you know what? I don't want to lose five pounds. I'm fine with how I am now. Right. And I'm good. And that's where the shame Or, you know what? I'm going to lose five pounds. And, like, how am I going to do that? Right. And it's, and in my experience, in my opinion, it is hardly ever about the potential. Mm -hmm. It's always about the personal piece. And it's like, you keep stressing yourself out. Because you say you should lose five pounds mm-hmm. and you haven't. Right. You, and, and you know, there's probably, there's probably some things that you don't have to think too hard of to clean up and be like, yeah, that's not really helping me. Right. But the bigger issue isn't losing the five pounds. The bigger issue is accepting the fact that you don't want to lose the five pounds. Right. Right. And it's like, well, that's. Well, it's easier though to say you should do it. It's so much easier. And then easier. it's also like, are you saying that for yourself or for someone else so like if I felt like I needed to lose weight and I said well I I really should lose five pounds is it because I actually think that or I just want you to think that I'm like that I'm that that's something I'm considering do you know what I mean yeah I think about the other people like well I think that's what it is though it's 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 a failure and a and a resistance towards accepting really who you are Mm -hmm. and if like because I'll tell you like and we know people they want to lose weight and they are they're doing the work right, they're right. working hard they're changing everything you're just not that person you're not willing to do the work mm-hmm. and hey that's that's okay you know like you know what i mean like that is yeah. okay so but if it's like but if you can't accept that part about you if you can't accept the fact that you know what you're not willing to do the work mm-hmm that's where then shame creeps in and it's like well but what does that say about me and so when it's like i should really lose five pounds it's like you're you're trying to convince me that you're the type of person that will lose the five pounds Mm -hmm. or that wants to lose the five pounds or that will work on it and that sounds maybe really cynical and really kind of harsh with people but i i mean i hear it all the time i should really do between ears okay why aren't you because you don't want to do the work. You're you're content right. and you're good. But it's not that. There's this other element. 
Is it that you want my approval? Is it that you want to pr project that you're a per type of person who actually wants to work on themselves? And if you're not doing it and you say you should be doing it, then you have to look at yourself and accept just who you really are. Mm -hmm. Because the option is here. The potential is there. The possibility to do it is there. There, there is no... Oh my God, we almost broke the whole podcast down. There is no... Like, this is not some sort of elite thing to get into. So getting back to the words, I mean, one thing to do is to start being aware, of course, of how often you say it. Because I do think sometimes it's very casual how Without it gets doubt. used. So yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. every time course, that it's no, like, but, but it is interesting that like, if you did actually start to look at every time you say that, and then it's just all, like, so in the course of a day, I should have even like, actually even the garbage example. Well, sorry, I should have brought the garbage can up when I came home. And it's like some of those things like so you probably realize when you pulled in the garbage can was there. I always bring the garbage can up. Not always. <laughs> I've got a record. <laughs> but um, but like whatever you did, you didn't do it. Yes. You knew the garbage can was there. Like, no, nah, F it. I'm like not going to. I'm yeah, going I'm going to be inside. lazy right now. Right. Or I'm yep. cold or I've got things yeah. in my hands. But then there's like that. That's almost like the excuse. Well, it kind of lets you off the hook. I know I should have. Without a doubt. I should have brought the garbage can in. And then it's like, well, okay, is that really like, is that an apology? Like, what is that about? So I think if you start to look at all those things, even the little quote unquote dumb things, um, it's interesting how much you're sort of just creating almost like an excuse for why Without you didn't do something. And, and, and you're trying to sell someone yeah. on what you want them to yeah, think Or of I you. shouldn't have had that pint of ice cream. Yeah. Okay. Like, and I, I think that's like something I can probably relate to like feeling that, and that's 100% guilt or like shame. Shame. Yeah. I guess it's more shame. Shame so, because I mean, they're kids like guilt is fine. Right. Like if I punch somebody in the face, I guess maybe I shouldn't say that. If I back up mm -hmm. in the parking lot mm -hmm. and actually hit a human being with right. my car, right. I am going to feel a tremendous amount of guilt. Yeah. Now, unless I purposely ran them over, I'm not going to feel any shame about it. Right, right. Like, I feel awful. I feel terrible. I feel yeah. guilty. That action? Yeah, I don't like that. But the person, like, I'm not going to take that out. Like, I'm not somebody who just right. goes around trying to mow people right. down. Right, so the ice cream thing, like, it's not being able, I think that's a powerful thing. And, and the food thing is kind of a big one for a lot of people. Like, if you're realizing you're going to say, I shouldn't have eaten that before you ate it, then, like, make a decision about what you're doing. I'm either going to eat this and I'm going to, like, enjoy it because, mm -hmm. like, it's okay to have ice cream once in a while and I'm going to enjoy it and move on. Mm -hmm. Or I know that I'm going to eat it and then I'm going to say I shouldn't have eaten it and, like, I don't really want to feel like that and then that's all this stuff. So I'm not going to eat the ice cream. Right. But, like, saying that after the fact just creates, like, it's it's sort of just yeah, and all I think negative, that, whether it's a small thing or a big thing. Yeah. And if you're standing there and you're saying, I should not eat this. Right. But you eat it. I'm going to tell you this. You convinced yourself rationally mm -hmm. why you should do something that emotionally you know not to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's that intuitively and rational. Yes. Back and forth. Yes. The balance piece. between those and the highway and the interchange. And this is actually a big thing we're going to dive into at the seminar mm -hmm. in February because it's it, it needs to be I think also in person is, mm -hmm. is super good 
But, you know, can you really listen to your intuition and your emotions? Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of people, they know. But there's, and it's like, well, no, 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 that's actually, I'm emotionally eating. It's like, ah, I would beg to differ. I would beg to differ. Yeah, of course, there's there's spectrum and ranges. But it's like, if you're able to have the awareness that you should not do something, but you do anyway, there's a disconnect between your ability to translate your emotional and rational mind. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If you take the ice cream example, there's times where I've said, like, I shouldn't eat this ice cream. So why do you? Because then I do go through, like, so I don't know, the right answer. So let's just say, like, well, what's the right answer? What's the... Well, I mean... But, like, for me, like, oftentimes when I think, when I'm saying I shouldn't eat this... Okay. That's actually the wrong answer for me. Because most of the times I should eat it because... I don't allow myself to like enjoy ice cream once in a while. It's not like I'm going to go on a bender and eat now, like just sit no, in my room and eat ice cream. but you can't accept so, who you can't accept yourself in that moment as somebody that that is going to eat the ice cream. Sure. But I guess I was saying like the emotional, rational disconnect, like there's, I understand what's happening, but like what I'm saying is if I end up eating it, then, and you say like, well, why did you eat it? I might say like, well, I realized that but then I guess you're saying you move on from that thought at some point if you if I move on from like okay so I'm thinking I shouldn't have this but then I'm like you know what actually like I should have this I don't eat ice cream regularly I like it's fine yeah. I'm gonna enjoy it okay I I could eat this ice cream. I'm going to eat the ice cream so like I shifted to that even though I used rationale to get there like that wasn't bad but if then after you say I shouldn't have done that Sure, you, I guess, yeah. yeah. Like, you that's might, what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so after you the convinced fact, yourself. if I'm good with it, and I'm like, good, I'm glad I ate that ice cream. Or if I'm back to like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. Something happened back and forth where... Right, there was a there was a up. thing. And, and if you eat ice cream all the time, and you're like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Then there's really no emotional or intuitive peace in you. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're somebody that's eating ice cream all the time, and you're also saying you should lose, you want to lose weight, or you should lose weight or whatever, then like... Right. So then there's something broken in that as well, because and for the weight loss thing, like normally most people realize they are overweight. Mm -hmm. Most people realize they're drinking too much alcohol. Mm -hmm. Most people realize they're, you know, engaging in in non um, healthy, unhealthy behavior. Like it's not for not knowing. Yeah, they know. There is often, I think a complete silencing and deadening of the emotional and the intuition. And, and, and they're not able to just express that and, and, and get that out. And it's like this whole rational thing. And trust me, and I've battled this with, with Copenhagen, with booze, with sugar. Like it's, it's definitely Copenhagen, not the city, the dip for anybody listening. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're world travelers. So people may have thought we were talking about the city. Yeah. So there's like, you, you know, I feel like there's a big thing with that. You have to listen to, mm-hmm. you know, listen to your gut, to your intuition. Right. And, and if it's like, well, I don't know what it's saying. It's like, exactly. But that's, that's also, the opportunity. Yeah. And that's a lot of where this stuff ties into so much more because we're saying, okay, you have to stop and listen. Or we're saying you have to listen, which requires you to have to stop 
And, you know, what we're seeing as well is that people are um, not interested in slowing down, taking, you know, for example, you're now doing like the not ca- not having caffeine, you know, like what are the things that we're engaging it's in that just, right, that just keep us going if you don't stop and like just sit which is one of the things that is really interesting about between the ears is there's those elements of just kind of having to um get away from the distractions and you're forced to just kind of be with yourself yeah and if you're not doing that um then you're not going to be able you can't just like decide one day like yeah i want to like get that intuition thing going like what am i saying what am i saying like you have to know yourself. So that's that part of like, okay, well, how do you do that? Well, you have to practice it. You have to learn to like, what am I thinking? What am I saying? That's where the writing comes in. So yeah. I think the the part about, well, like there's no hack to like figuring out what your intuition or what you're actually saying. No, and, and, it, and, and, and it's there. Yeah. It, you know, it is there. It's just you're not able to access it right yeah. now. And so that's like the awareness piece. And, you know, I think one of the – and one of the biggest things is yeah like it's not about necessarily being like heady with things mm-hmm. or some sort of philosopher of this that and the other you know it's like you know plato was kind of all about like you can just rational you can rationalize your way through life mm-hmm. and you should nope like i'm going to be able to see things at at a distance and perspective and like this uh like the spock character of just being able to use supreme rationale. It's like, that's fucking not life. And the emotional, the intuition, that element, it is trying to tell you something. Mm -hmm. But if you can't listen to it, if you don't know how to access it, if you're not even aware of it, well, then of course it's not going to. And then you're getting, and then you're really then losing a bit of control as well. And now you're turning into just, you know, kind of a windsock type thing that, um, you know, and, and everything going on around you mm-hmm. is powerful. And so advertisers know this. And flashy things and bright colors and smiles and this and attractive people. And like, yeah. And then, and, and it's like, well, how did that happen? How did the pigs know? That? Like, they just led the pigs to slaughter. And it's like, well, because they understand, they understand that. Yeah. And so that's what's kind of, I think, one of the, one of the, one of the events with Between the Ears, the engagement starts with that element. And it's amazing to see how people freak out. And it's like, wow. But you want to do some crazy high level stuff, but you, you can't, you can't do this very, very basic thing. And it's not a, it's not, I've been in positions where it's like, okay, the game is rigged. Mm -hmm. And in the military, this happened all the time. And it's like, at a certain point, like the cadre is just going to crush your nuts for like two hours the game is going to be rigged and you cannot win. Mm-hmm. And so that's just what it is. And so smile and have right. a good time with it. That's not, I don't rig the game. Mm-hmm. Here's what it is. Done. That's it. And it's like, wow, it's amazing. Um, but then on the extreme end or with like immersion, what was really cool is when people, when I gave people their phones back and they were kind of like, eee. Yeah. Ah. Right. Because you're with yourself too. And now, are you going to go to a Tibetan mountaintop? Probably not. No, but there are, but that's what people see. People want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And there's different, I'm not saying everybody that wants to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, but there's all these like going to faraway lands or long, week-long retreats or these extreme things. But that is in a way, I mean, those are great. There's, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot. But like if you can't implement it on the daily 
day, the day to day with the small things. Like, right. and, you know, I know I struggle with that, like with the phone. Like we all realize now the phone is just that kind of, it's not building your sense of self. It's definitely not helping it. If, no. It's probably knocking it down. And it's, if anything, it's just a neutral thing where it's just taking away from any time that you might have to learn about yourself. Yeah. Because you're just distracted by just right. nonsense. Yeah. It's like if you were to, this is an interesting thing, because like if you were to teach yourself one thing about yourself, mm-hmm. what would it be? Where would you start? And if it's like, well, I don't know. I can't teach myself anything. It's like, well, then you don't understand. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing I, I think that it's not that complicated. Like one of the things we're trying to encourage people to do at the gym is to like learn. Yeah. And that sounds so like, what do you mean learn about myself? Yeah. 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 But yeah, you're right. But there's like, it could be, it doesn't have to be this super complex, like learn about myself. I mean, for some people it's deep, but other things it's just like, you know, last night, um, we had, um, I had, one of our members doing a, a standby carry and it was very similar oddly enough to my experience in um the netherlands like really struggled to get the bag up she was having a really hard time Stand getting carry. it was a it was a substitute oh. she was really struggling to get the bag up to the position yeah. so she would like kind of get it up but it really wasn't a good position it would like fall and, yeah and there were like multiple rounds of this to try this four yeah. rounds and on the last one, she like got it. Yeah. She got it. And it was a, it was like a 115 pound sandbag. Damn. And it was just like really awesome. Yeah. Like that is learning about yourself. Right. You know, I mean, and yeah, it is with something physical, but you have an opportunity to learn and it doesn't mean that every time you're going to like master something, but in that moment, it's like, well, wow, I, I learned something about myself. Like I, it could be as simple as like. I like I didn't give up and like I I came at it a different way and like I got it. Yeah, and it's and those are the little wins I think that like they are important and there are those opportunities <clears throat> in in yes just fitness to have that that are very much connected to other things in your life. Yeah, and it's amazing to look at like when you start to when you start to approach learning about yourself in a way that is no, there's not a test. Mm-hmm. There's no something you have to memorize. There's not like there's it's not school. Right. The learning way we all learned in school underserved. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't really learning. Right. Yeah. No it was memorizing. It was memorizing. Just take the test. Getting the test. On. Boom. Yeah. And then it's like dump it. Right. And that's part of like, you know, what happens with your brain as well. And there's also that's why the unknown is the ultimate learning experience. Right. 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 Because you have no fucking idea what's going to happen. So well, now you right. are present, you are aware, and it's and one of the things that many people or I don't know if they've learned it, I've observed it from running hundreds of people through things. The people that need to know, that need to have the answer, that fight the unknown, are also the people who have the hardest time learning lessons. Sure, of course. And of course you can say like, oh yeah, of course. Seeing it in person is Right, is, seeing it play out. Seeing it way. play out is, yeah. is incredible. And so it's a very simple question is like, how do you approach learning about yourself? Mm-hmm. If you're going to teach yourself something, what would it be? If you're going to learn something about yourself, what would it be? But, you know, and I've asked people often, like, so what would you learn? And it's just like, well, I don't want to talk about that. Like, what do you, like, I, and it's like, okay, 
then like mm. you're but but why then well then right. what's the point well, what of was all the point of, this? of it like that was like the open you know for me like this year i didn't do the open and then the last workout we did together we did that workout i wasn't doing the open but like I, yeah I, we did that workout and one of my reasons for not doing the open is i know that about myself that like that it's a stressful environment and i I wasn't sure I was ready to like sign up and do it, but also not be stressed. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to sign up for it. But the, the last workout, like it was really interesting. You know, I had an experience with it or whatever, but it was very much like, because I've been practicing it, like, what did I learn from it? Otherwise it was kind of like a waste, you know? And so what did you learn? Well, so in that workout, you know, I learned that with that, that environment, with it being the open, there's a label on it. Which the, the environment, clock. I mean, the environment, it was you and me in the gym. Yeah. Like just, that's not even my mental environment. This is sure. the open. This is a workout that means something. There's a clock. I hadn't been using that in a while, but I don't even think it was the clock. It was just knowing that it mattered somewhere in the world. And it didn't really matter to me. <laughs> it like no. a lot of my, what I had been improving on in like approaching workouts and yeah. Having confidence, like it went right out the window. Right. I, I have had no problem doing nose to mouth breathing, like in all these workouts. I couldn't even like, it was like oh, so hard for me to sustain it. Right. Um, And so like, if I didn't stop and say like, okay, what did I learn? Then that would be sort of like a shitty experience that just like didn't add value to my life. Took away from it. It's like, wow, that sucked. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, I can learn something from it. And not just have it be about the reps and the numbers and the strategy and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's an opportunity for people to make, you know, not to sound like this, but like to have a positive experience come out of something like even like in an argument, like in a relationship. Yeah. You know, and I feel like we do try to do this. I mean, and we're, we do not have a perfect relationship. We argue. But trying to come out of it like, OK, like trying to learn about the other person or even about yourself. Okay, well, now I'm realizing that I have a tendency and now I'm learning that I do this thing. Yeah. And I can see how that can have an impact. Yeah. But if it's just for nothing and then you just, you know, kiss and make up. And well, if you won it, the argument like, okay. but didn't learn anything, it's like, what? I mean, I right. would say you lost it. But nonetheless, it's like, well, what is the point of it, this whole thing? Right. You know, and I think that within within that example that you used with the open, too, it's like, well... Why was the CrossFit Open so stressful for you? And it's not for some people. No. Like, for some people, it's, it's not genuinely bad. Fun. No, it's not me. at all. It's you. It's 100% yeah. you. And so it's like, well, what was it about that? Right. It's because your performances said something about who you are. Right. Yeah, I was very much, my identity was wrapped up in what I could do from, a, from my capacity at the gym. Right. right. And that usually pits you against other people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And it, it's a, it's always in that. So there's a stratification of that. And it's like, OK, if I was better than most people, like, all right, I feel good. You know, right. but like, but no, but. um, Yeah. So anyway, so the open was that. And I mean, for me, for me, the open never was that. Mm-hmm. Like I never gave. Actually, there was that's not true. One year in brag. I was like, you know what, like, I think. Yeah, but there wasn't that, like, even if you took it seriously, you weren't like, it. you weren't losing sleep over it. I was losing sleep over the open. Right. I was not losing no. sleep over it. I was more into it, though. And I was like, you know what, like, and this was, it had to have been the first year of the open. 
I don't know. Was that around? Anyway. anyway. It was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like do this. So I'm gonna care about my score, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna. But that was also before anyone ever repeated it. That's the other funny thing. The first year of the Open, people didn't repeat workouts. I repeated them. And I repeated that snatch double under one three times. That was the first Remember Open I workout. I got off the plane and I drove right to the no, gym. No, but that was not the yeah. first year of the Open. Yes, it was eleven point one. Anyway, no, this is ridiculous. We'll, that was we'll when we were in Tennessee. Anyway. Anyway, anyway we we're so talking the whole about point learning. Is, the whole point with that is attaching your personal worth to something mm-hmm. that's reliant or, or, or an objective or a, an outcome, rather, is a dangerous, dangerous thing. And that's where shame overtakes you. I felt that. And I talk about this on the Strongfoot podcast with Between the Years. I talked about this at the Do Lecture. Even though I rationally knew that, like, hey, I'm more than just a Green Beret, I wasn't able to – I was not able – to completely shield myself against the toxic and disordered thinking of having your entire identity wrapped up with generally something that is outcome based. Right. And so then you became your thing was I should have done I should more. Have done I should more. have this. And so that yeah. but then what do you think it took? Like you had to come to grips with like really your that emotional and rational yeah, because, highway at some right, point. Right. Because the rationally it was never a question mm-hmm. rationally right. of like, like just the deal. Yeah. <laughs> the deal is you don't get to choose what you're going to do. Yeah. You can get yeah, timing paper, and you luck can talk about and this it and, and that. This yeah. And, that. Yeah. <clears throat> and it also wasn't for like, well, other people. Cause you know, some of some fucking badass dudes were like, dude, you're, you're, you're a stud. And they weren't like, well, but there was no caveat. Mm-hmm. It was like, right. no, like, Hey, and then there was other people who were like, hey, you should, you know, go to the next level or do this other stuff or whatever. So rationally, it, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but emotionally, uh, so it, it was a So what had you wreck. come to that point where you kind of realized, like, I need to stop saying I should. Like, what had you clear that gap for yourself? I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's some days where I, I don't feel like I've cleared mm-hmm. it. And but it's you've still made a progress. struggle. I've made progress for sure. Right. You know, of course, like, you know, when, when you when you genuinely consider taking your life mm. and it's like, am I really not able to move past this? Mm-hmm. I also consider myself a very fucking strong human being mm-hmm. and very resilient. So how can I apply that to myself? Mm-hmm. And I need to, I need to look within and I need right. to, and I, I need, need to, to I need to learn because rationally I get it. I fully understand all of the reasons. And sometimes it's like, I don't want to hear them. Mm-hmm. I just want to hear, like, I just want somebody to be like, yeah, you know what? You're fucking right. Mm-hmm. You should feel like that. Sure. And it's like, mm. but that's not good. So really, I think looking at that and being like, okay, I need to get to know my emotional self. I need to listen to my intuition more. And not from a, like, that's going to be the key to all the answers. No, just to get to know it. Yeah. And just yeah. to listen and learn that language. Right. Um, and just like any language that you start with basic stuff mm-hmm. maybe the i mean when i was learning arabic it was like this is the char- we would learn a character a day or yeah. maybe two or three but and that's where to go back to i mean you talk about this on the strong fit podcast i thought you did a really good job of explaining that so some of that is where the writing comes in with between the ears because you're just having a conversation with yourself you're starting to and it could be just after the workout whatever comes out just comes out and you're not judging it but learning to have that conversation and you're also pausing and stopping you're not writing and driving the car 
um, funny about it that does need to have a pause. It does. What's funny about that is I've sometimes felt most creative or like in tune while driving. Mm-hmm. And I don't listen. Whenever I drive, I do not listen to music. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to a podcast occasionally, but most times, probably eight out of ten times I'm in the car, it's, it's quiet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love it. It's just, it's it, there's no... Yeah, it's just it's just some time, some simple time. Other than the screaming in your head. <laughs> Do you really? hear that? Do you hear that noise? No. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> There's a war going on inside my mind. Anyway. Anyway, um and so sometimes I do actually have that urge of like, oh, I got to capture it." And and I'll be honest with you, a lot of times with work stuff too or like there's some creativity there. But nonetheless, it's like, it, I think there is, what it is, is it, sometimes it's not just a function of like, I'm going to take my eyes open and stare at the wall all day. While I think that that would be a really valuable thing to mm-hmm. do for an experiential standpoint, it's not realistic to do that. No. But there's that element of like, okay, it's kind of like meditating. Right. I was just going to say. It's... And there's this, there's this mantra going right. on. And the purpose of the mantra isn't to convince yourself the mantra is real right. or whatever in many ways in different forms it's just a, a noise but it's this little thing to keep you alert enough mm-hmm. um i forget what the um tm people call it but either way yeah i forget that but term. the writing is huge yeah. because um you do have to stop yeah. and with your with your hand mm-hmm you know, yeah, sure. Of course, if you're not without a pen or something, you video or you audio, and and, and that's yeah, fine. It's, it's not. There's no absolutes in this thing. But you know, stopping and the five minutes. Mm-hmm. And what I've also found is that sometimes it takes like three to five sentences to get going. to get through the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, because it's like oh this and then that. And it's right, like but just, it's a way to start. You're like just kind of. You just get started. You get warmed right. up. You're just yeah. probably kind of providing the context of like the very basics of what's happening and then you get into the rest. But, um, yeah. And I think there's so many, everybody, everybody meditation isn't for everybody. I think, um, but any kind of like for people trying to at least slow down or, or start to listen to their own intuition or learn about themselves or anything, you do have to start with just like, okay, where can I start to take five minutes? Maybe it's before bed you're not going to go from like watching TV on your phone to lights out or, you know, you're going to take five minutes. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's, you know, doing the workout. You know, you're going to work out, have your journal there and just do the writing afterwards. Yeah. Um, or, you know, and something we have been encouraging people is like not just adding more stress to their system. If you're in a place where you are pretty stressed out, take advantage of a day where like, you know, you're going to go to the gym. You know, if you go home, you're not going to just walk by yourself. Okay, put some headphones on and get on a rower in the corner. Yeah. And row. Yeah. And that's it. I so, wish people. I wish more people took us up on that. Yeah. You know, and I think that we can do better. I think we can do better to to encourage that and to just say like. Yeah, I think the challenge though is it, there's a little bit of that stigma though. Like, well, although what's interesting is last night I presented the class with kind of three directions to warm up. It was a row, so. One, your smiley face emoji, and in that case, do whatever speaks to you. Two, you're kind of a sad face emoji, like kind of dragging a little bit. 
in that case, you're going to do like some little bit more of a sprint to warm up on the rower. Mm-hmm. And three, you're kind of the like squiggly line mouth, like you're kind of stressed out. If you're stressed out, not bad. You're going to do just kind of steady, slow pace. Uh-huh. I don't think a single person sprinted. Now, maybe they were happy face emojis. Sure. And they chose to just go at their pace. But it was interesting that, like, if anything, I think people are developing awareness. They're coming in. They're like, okay, I know I'm, like, a little bit stressed. Yeah. So let me at least start to see that make an adjustment. I wonder if there's a difference between, you know, I I think it's interesting. I would, like, if you were to go into the Globo gym, Mm -hmm. a traditional big box gym versus a CrossFit gym, I wonder what that difference would look like. And, And I would just... I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you know, and actually not any CrossFit gym, mm-hmm. our CrossFit gym, because of just the culture that's there and, and all of the work and the messaging and, you know, all of that. Um, but, you know, a, 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 if you were to just pluck a CrossFit gym mm-hmm. off where it's all about the workout mm-hmm. and only about the workout, I wonder if there would be more sad, like truly sad faces or, mm-hmm. I mean, well, I'm just, we're just, I'm just spinning out of control right now, but like. Can you really act? So, so here's the thing. If I row fast, that means I was a sad face. That means they're going to know I was a sad face and sad face is not good. So I think some of it's like, I think some of it's. Yeah. Well, then it goes back to what the original point of this podcast was just to, I feel like I'm Tyler with Julian trying to reel him back in, (laughs) come back. Um, I do actually think people like, well, I'm here at the gym. I should get my money's worth, work hard, push myself. There's a whole context of like, well, you know, what, what you should be doing and like, well, why? Like, what is that? What is that proving about yourself to push hard right. versus taking a step back and saying, I'm just going to move. So, right. yeah, I think there's there's a lot of opportunity in the gym to work on that topic of like should and learning. Yeah. And it's an environment that what's interesting about there is some consistency there's some structure to it so there is and there's frequency too which is huge i mean giving yourself that's one of the things i love about the practice with each week it get you have seven full days to just examine and look for one Mm -hmm. topic right just one topic just one thing and i think one and i you know i know there's like I think the challenge also is it takes time and the answer also isn't to do it all at once. And I think there are some like, there are some challenges out there, things like that, where it's encouraging you to just do everything at once. You're going to like do this workout. You're going to do that. You're going to drink this way. You're going to take this. You're going to eat like this. And yeah, it's just so much. It's just all this stuff all at once that you're really not learning anything. You're just now just trying to check boxes and like, right. did I do it? You get done the thing. It's like, what did you learn? Like, I don't know what I learned. I'm just glad I'm like alive. Yeah. Um, so I think being careful about like dosing one thing at a time, which is what's nice about the practice is it's not one day. And then the next day you move on the next day. Right. You have, you know, and I think it would actually, I think it would actually sell more if it was that way. Sure. If it was well, like, instead of, fix. instead of it being three months, if yeah. it was condensed into three weeks, well, I think it'd be interesting month. if you gave it to people and they could do with it what they would. I mean, that was an idea that people could unlock their next thing whenever. Yeah. 
but then it doesn't it just becomes like you cannot just move from one topic to no. the next uh, and absorb it so yeah you know yeah and that's but, like and also it's like i don't believe that that's what's valuable right well and, that's why we don't do six-week challenges and nutrition contests and while you know that's the thing is that even in the affiliate space as we said we're working with strong fit one of the reasons of us doing the work with them is they have the same idea about like, this is going to take time. Yeah. Nobody's trying to promise people or, you know, sell them something. Right. They're providing them a lot of knowledge and opportunity for yeah. them to do some work. But there are a lot of people out there that are promising a quick fix. And yeah, maybe they are making, they're probably making more money, but yeah, probably also like that's a integrity thing. So Anyway, yeah, I think that's we got good. a little off, but no, that's all right. yeah. I think it's a good thing for a homework thing is like, yeah, just having some awareness over the shoulds and which ones are sort of just obviously language and we throw things out there. But of as course. you said, it kind of matters. So just having that thought around like when you say should, like, did I really mean should or not? Yeah. And, and, if and so, look at like what like? areas in your life you're using it, right. you know, um, examine it. Yeah. And and look for the potential and the could versus the internal and the personal. Yeah. And and what sort of shame is there? And, and that would be a good that, writing topic for people, like every day for a week, just spending five minutes on like. Shit. Yeah, and I don't think. And here's the thing, just to f- finish it, like you going through your day knowing that this is happening and saying, "Good, I didn't say should." Like, right. you didn't, there's no winning this. No. There is no winning this. It's not, the did goal I do it is right? not to get yeah. zero shoulds at the end of the day. Like the macros. Zeros. Yeah. Stupid macros. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. So that would be cool. And then um, actually, if you guys don't mind, if for those of you listening, let us know how that goes. Yeah. You know, keep us updated. And um, one of the things we want to do is have it be more kind of conversational and, and all of that. Um, did I turn that? Is that thing still going? Red dot. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's all we got. Yeah, um, so there is. Let us know. You have the seminar in February. I know nobody likes to do anything around the holidays, but January is coming. So instead of waiting yeah, until it's like the new year, new you thing, like maybe make the commitment in advance. Um, yeah. So that's in February. And um, the practice, you're launching that in January. Yep. Um, yep. And and you can. I'm trying to give people a little bit of a bone here. Yeah, there's only a during week November. Left. You can save a hundred bucks doing it. Um, there will be no Christmas deal. This there's is no, it. There's no Christmas deal. This is it. During November, if you'd like to save a hundred bucks, then invest in it. Uh, December there's no this isn't like a trick so I'm like oh it's gonna be no December it's going back yeah. up so that's that and um, and I have a women's program yeah that's kind of more actually along the lines of between the ears I mean there is a workout involved every yeah, week, yeah 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 there's also to that. topics that um, we do calls, so it's kind of a little yeah, bit of that weekly cool. topic so that yeah. starts in January as well um, that's it all right. See ya. <laughs>